everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on Grow Through, where we discuss the intersection of faith, family, and single life. I am super duper excited because we need to talk about, you know, what's coming up. We have a lot of um, holidays approaching and our mental health is super important. And I wanted to make sure that we brought in a young, educated um, woman of color to kind of help us navigate our mental health in this time. Um, and maybe we'll talk about a little bit of a relationship a little little relationship stuff down the way but without further ado guys i just wanted to thank you for tuning in to kazi 88.7 where we just have a good old time so i have an awesome guest with us here this evening and i'm super excited to introduce beaumont's finest <laughs> oh my god <laughs> beaumont's finest um dr charnel hollier um dr charnel hollier is a licensed psychologist in the state of texas she has a private practice called clarity and courage where she provides psychotherapy to adults with a wide with a wide array of concerns such as anxiety, depression, substance abuse, body image dissatisfaction, and the list goes on. She received her Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from the University of Texas at Austin in 2012, and her Doctor of Philosophy in Counseling Psychology from Howard University in 2018. And let me just first off tell you guys, I remember when she went on the journey to go back to school, like I follow her on Facebook, and the girl was the girl was getting it. Okay, the lady was getting it. I can see like how she was going through the throes of of getting through school, and she has done it. And I'm so so proud and very honored to be interviewing her today and having us uh, have her as a guest on the show. So, Miss Hollier, Doctor Hollier, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I am really excited to be here. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. And I'm just excited to really be on this podcast. Like, you know, again, the purpose of it is to really discuss like a lot of um, current issues like around mental health, single life, relationships has been a big thing. Um, it's always been a big thing, but to kind of be here to, to, to discuss and to dive into some of these issues. All right, awesome. So let me first ask, who are you? Who am I? That's a um, deep question. But um, I am, so as you as um, you said when you introduced me, so I am originally from Beaumont, and I'm very proud of where I'm from. Um, so I'm from Beaumont, and um, I've gotten a lot of my you know, at least my motivation and my inspiration through kind of some of the people who I've like interacted with on my both good and bad. So I've had teachers who really um, encourage me to kind of move forward to get, you know, get these multiple degrees. I always tell people that it's, you know, this journey to do it alone is, it can feel lonely, but to do it alone, it, it is really hard. So I'm happy where I'm from. Um, I don't know if you was going to ask me around like, what brought me into the field, but um, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I initially picked psychology um, because I was like, oh, that sounds nice. I like to talk about people and um, I wanted to do journalism. And so what happened was I went to UT and I took a psych 101 class and I completely fell in love with it. And through a lot of mentorship, that's how I got where I'm at. <laughs> so, but who am I? I am, I'm a yogi, 
I'm someone's daughter. I am a girlfriend. I am a sister. I'm a friend. Um, all of it. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that you mentioned mentorship because that is actually one of the cruxes of not just myself, but what I am developing this show to be. Um, if you don't mind me asking now, now let me tell you how uh, Dr. Hollier is very like ask me the questions on these on this paper. I need you to mm -hmm. ask me the questions. Be 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 thorough on these questions. But I really do want to ask you about your mentoring. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Please, can you go a little deeper, if you don't mind, of um, your experience with mentors and um, just inspirational uh, things that maybe yeah. a mentor might be so, um, so, like, it's so interesting because um, I feel like these, like, being a mentee, being a mentor, these things definitely, like, intersect. But I can kind of talk about my experience kind of as a mentee and then go from yeah, mentorship. But um, so the best example I can give is that um, at least kind of going to UT being being like from Beaumont, which just puts me at like a lot of people from Beaumont um, are not at UT, like statistically, they're, they're just not there. Being like African-American, being a female, like all of this stuff in a sense is overwhelming so people may look at me and they're like oh she has a phd how does she do it and that's what i always say is i've had amazing mentors in my life so um i'll tell you this brief situation hopefully it can be like it'll be short but um i got into howard university because of my mentor so um i had a um a Black male professor at the University of Texas took his class. Um, was like, okay, this is super dope. Like, can I work with you? Can you please mentor me? And so um, he really introduced me into the field. I went to different conferences, networked with people. And so when I was on my interview for Howard, um, my advisor, she ended up being my advisor. She was like, oh, you know, Kevin. And I was like, uh, I call him Dr. Coakley, but yes, I'm one of his uh, mentees, and so they always called us like the Coakley kids, and so like using that for me was an excellent networking strategy, and then also kind of, you know, um, humbling yourself because I didn't know nothing about psychology. I didn't know nothing. I'm a first generation of college student. I didn't know anything about like getting a PhD. If anything, I was like, I don't want to do that. That's seven years, and I got to write a book. Absolutely not. And I had people say, wait a second, it's multiple steps. And so kind of having different types of mentorship, at least like along the way, it's really important. And for me, um, even like now, um, I still seek out, you know, um, I still seek out mentorship in other ways. So like, um, this is my second year in private practice, and there's always something that I'm striving for. And so just always being open to, um, always been open to like feedback and to like connecting with people and trust me people at least in my place um if i have to give any advice we love talking about ourselves so if you reach out to people and you're like hey can i take you for a coffee you got a second to talk about yourself we love it <laughs> so no, I love this. No, I, I really do love this because I think a lot of the times, especially I was saying in my in um a previous um a previous conversation 
that a lot of the times when you come from where we come from, the mentality of reaching out and, and, and leaning into another positive community is like foreign to us. Like, yeah. mm, I don't know. And so you sometimes drown yourself in your own isolation because you're not yeah. reaching out, you're not networking, but um, young people, if you're, if you're tuning in, I think that's probably one of the most efficient ways to grow is that you really do have to spread your roots. You yeah. can't like sit and think that it's going to come to you. I found through like growing up myself, like one of the biggest reasons I made it to college was because I had people in high school looking out mm-hmm. for me. And then mm-hmm. when I made it to college, it was older people looking out for me saying like, okay, well, exactly. this is what you should be doing. This is what you should yeah. be doing. And it was through those people that I found myself being, yeah. being successful. And even from the um, mental health aspect of things, like, um, you know, we all have different personality types. So um, for me, I'm like extroverted. So I don't mind going into like a group and saying like, hey, I'm Charnel. Can someone help me? Or going up to someone and say, "Hey, I really like your work. Um, let's let's connect." And so maybe for someone who's introverted or who has social anxiety, they're like, "Oh my God!" Like it can be so intimidating. I'm like, your scene may not be at a networking party um, in Houston or somewhere where there's 50 people. That may not be your scene. Scene. Send an email. Um, just be inquisitive, like, you know, kind of read up on them and just kind of say like, hey, can I chat with you about something? I really like what you do. Um, can you tell me how you got there? I think that's important. I, I love that you said, like, don't be afraid to network. Um, it kind of reminds me of just putting your foot out there. And then another one that you said is um, showing that your mentors showed you the multiple steps. Like they kind of made, oh, yeah. they unveiled that process for you so it wasn't so scary and I think a lot of the times when we think of our neighborhoods and where you know if if you're coming from a neighborhood that didn't have a a lot of um, Mm -hmm. exposure those processes like oh man I gotta go to school for seven years I gotta go to school for eight years but they're unveiling that process for you and showing you and and, kind of low-key holding your hand through that process Mm -hmm. makes it a lot easier for you especially when you say in that mental aspect most definitely yeah yeah because anxiety tells us that this is like impossible worst case scenario but the reality is that we have to get all the information so that's what I always tell people if um at least try versus kind of just, you know, assuming the worst and collecting as much data. Because if someone would have told me that I was going to be a doctor at 10 years old, I would have been like, what? I would have been like, ow. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to jump, I want us to jump into these juicy questions. Um, yeah. I think quite honestly, as we think about our young adults and our youth, quite honestly, going into this cuddle season, mental health is, yeah. you know, mental health becomes more of an issue for Absolutely. Us, becomes more of an issue. Do, do you mind having a, a conversation with us about the holidays and how they correlate with uh, mental health? Oh, yeah. Um, So, you know, um, it's so interesting. So like around the fall time, and I think you hit on something like, you know, quote unquote, like cuddle season, um, there is something and it's called like seasonal affective disorder. So um, what that means is that like our hormones and things may shift around certain seasons. So for the fall, for a lot of people, um, can be a very 
it can be very exciting. Some people get like excited about the fall and um, like the pumpkin spice lattes and the right. different leaves. We don't have that in Texas, but like at least with the different leaves and the weather changing. But for a lot of people that can um, be a trigger or it can kind of trigger sadness. So like even the idea that daylight savings time is I think is coming up. So it's gonna get darker sooner. So during these times and it's around the holidays, I kind of tell people that you have to be aware of your body and how that body's responding. So like that may be the time where, this, this may be the time where people really need to like start going to bed early, um, accepting the fact that they may not be as productive and kind of, um, so kind of having some acceptance around certain things that kind of be very, very, you know, compassion and sensitive like around um, their emotions. And, um, you know, we're told that in the fall, I guess it's cuddle season, but that's a narrative that society tells. I don't really believe in shoulds. Should, is it nice to maybe have a partner and to cuddle? That that's nice. People, people like intimacy, I get it. But um, relationship-wise, it doesn't always have to be your partner. It can be like your girlfriends. You can create more positive memories. So um, kind of expanding that thinking. So just because I don't know um, if this was kind of the purpose of the question, but I know um, you know, you talk about like single life and relationships, just because maybe you don't have a partner being empowered through like being single, like, oh, okay, I don't have this, but like, what do I have? I have a family, I have this, I have this thing. And even during the holidays, there, there's, um, if you don't have, you didn't grow up with the best family, um, maybe there's a lot of trauma, chaos, you know, recreating like that narrative so like thanksgiving may not be the best thing for you but friendsgiving guys we are going to go to a short break and when we return we're going to jump straight back into a great conversation with dr charnel hollier who is the um owner of clarity by courage you guys you know be listening to our sponsors because you already know that it got some terrific people supporting our station we'll be right back after the message Hey guys, we are back from the break. Thank you so much for tuning in to KAZI. We are at my favorite segment of the day, which is Grow Through with Icy. Yes, I am biased, but we have such an awesome guest with us today. We have the owner of Clarity by Courage, um, Dr. Charnel Hollier here, and we're going to jump straight back into these questions because there's some juicy questions and yeah, why not? Can you discuss psychological distress and how it looks for Black people? Yeah, so um, so psychological distress, if you are a human and you are existing in the world, to some degree, you will encounter some kind of stress. It is a normal part of everyday life. And so um, specifically around like Black people, we encounter um, additional forms of stressors maybe related to um, our race or um, like social class, like your socioeconomic status. So there's things in life that are going to be stressful. At least around therapy, the work is to figure out how, first to know when you're stressed, <laughs> and secondly, to kind of figure out like, how can I respond to this in a way that's gonna be productive to my um, mental health? Because we can't control a lot of the stuff that's around us. Um, to some extent we can, but sometimes we just can't being aware of it is the first step. So a lot of people, at least Black people, when they come to me, um, not all Black people, but it's like no sight around what it feels like in their body. 
So people may come to me and they're like, oh my God, doc, like my head hurts. Uh, my stomach hurts. Um, I can't sleep. Um, my muscles tight. I don't know what's going on with my back. And then they, they go to their MD or the medical and they're like, no, you're fine. And they're like, well, what's going on? I'm like, oh, baby, you're anxious <laughs> once we start talking. And so first of all, it's just being aware of that and kind of figuring out how that looks for you. That's kind of oftentimes what I see. And if you are anxious and if you are sad, at least being like compassionate around it. And then we can kind of figure out what to do from there. Do you need medication? I know that's the stigma. Or do we just need to give your student, do you just need to give yourself grace so that we can kind of figure out how to deal with this? That's interesting because, you know, immediately my brain goes to like stigmas, you know, like the stigmas Mm -hmm. behind mental health and why we don't go to see the doctor, why we try to fix everything at home. What have you been battling or if you've been battling anything in your practice around Mm -hmm. these particular issues or stigmas? Yeah, Yeah, so a lot of times um, the main stigma around mental health, so there's so many different stigmas. And so the main one that I've noticed um, is that like, it is really hard for people to be vulnerable and most people are avoided of it. And so the thing about therapy, which is why I think a lot of people don't go, especially our people, is that um, we are avoidant of like, well, I'll say accountability, but the hallmark of therapy is you come in, you essentially sit with a stranger and we kind of give you feedback oh, let's do this, let's do this. And that can be very horrible because we have to highlight things that people may not feel comfortable addressing. So that's like a big stigma. It's like kind of that um, internalized stigma. And then there's other um, stigmas around therapists that like, oh, therapists, they're um, they're all white. That's a white people thing. Like, I don't go to therapy. We keep that in-house, pray it away when um, that may not always um, work. So like, for example, around like religion, while um, faith and spirituality can, can be a big protective factor against like a lot of different mental stuff, it can also keep people from going to therapy um, because they want to pray away the stress when that may not be the case. Prayer can help regulate it if, you know, when we talk about it, but we may need like other things too. So there's just so much of like internalized stigma um, around therapy. And then the fact is that therapy is expensive and it's a huge privilege to go. I think a a big one for me is the fact that, you know, like I work with youth and not, not too long ago, um, there was a young lady I was talking to, she was dealing with a lot, still is dealing with a lot. And she was like, my mom, you know, she wanted me to go, go to therapy, but I don't want to go. And I was like, Mm. why don't you want to go? She was like, because none of my friends are going. And I was like, baby, love, love, babe, babe, listen to me. And this is how I talked to my kids. I was like, babe, li- listen to me, love. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It got like 10 other kids in your class who go to therapy. And for you not to go based off someone else's, you know, and I get it. It's a it's a social ladder, you know, I, yeah. something wrong with me if I have to go. Like, what's, what's mm-hmm. my issue? I had to like straight up tell the girl, like, hey, girl, like, Miss Icy has taken and taking the opportunity to go and get therapy. Therapy is an opportunity, in my opinion, to like just flush your whole body. Yeah, like even if you don't even have to look at from like, oh, something's wrong with me or I'm crazy. It could be like, wow, you have this unbiased person where you can just go and talk about everything with. 
and they got to listen. And they have to listen. And <laughs> yep. They give you tools. I mean, mm -hmm. I went and I thought like I was going to like talk my way out of what I was really having an issue with. Like I thought I was going to talk my way. Out yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was trying <laughs> to talk my way out of what the therapist was asking me. And then she stopped me being sentence and was like, Icy, now you know we're better than that, right? I was like, what you talking about? She was like, what's the real issue because i didn't i didn't already ask you the question and mm -hmm. you're trying to avoid the real issue yeah yeah you didn't me all around and i'm listening but i really need the real i, I need this answer yeah it's an opportunity for me to see how you know like oh dang i, I this is a reoccurring issue like okay so i am attempting mm -hmm. to avoid the real yeah. matter at hand and i personally yeah. can, can agree with you like it does sit in your body like you you sit there with your back hurting or your stomach in knots because you're just super anxious about something or you know like I, I've definitely been in those depressive uh, phases of life where mm -hmm. something is really sad in my life and then eventually that sadness turns into a, a darker emotion which yeah, is yeah and then you you're not able to work out of that but I've learned mm -hmm. through the men I mean through the counselor through the therapy like these people are trained professionals went to school for how many years seven eight years to get yeah, a plus yeah you yeah mm -hmm. and i think that's the part that's hard like what you just said is um it's very vulnerable to have and i think you you were vulnerable because um you had a good therapist but that therapist was like oh we're avoiding the issue um that's what she said let's talk about the issue and that can be so hard but I always compare therapy to like going to the gym or to like walking or moving. Do we not do things because it's um <laughs> it's hard or because we don't want to, right? So kind of thinking about it from that perspective, like you may not want to go, you may find that therapy is like going to the gym, you may not want to go, it's going to hurt. Um, but this is how we get better. This is how muscles grow, or you know, however you want to compare. It's very, very similar, but I I really, I'm, I'm happy that at least you helped normalize um, that experience for that, uh, for that young girl um, by saying like, you know what, everybody go girl, like, you know, it's not, yeah, let's go, therapy is good, because it can be so scary, like, wait, I'm the only one that's going to therapy, especially for adolescents, like, yeah. that would be kind of horrible um, socially, so kind of normalize, like, no, like, other people go, it's cool, it's fine, I go, well, why not, you know, kind of, making it normal he's just chatting with them so kind of <laughs> presenting it to them in that way so good so a question for you in a professional setting what could this look like how would a working professional recognize that they needed to go to therapy if they're like every day you know like i, I deal with my issues I, I don't need to go but what are some symptoms maybe that they would be um they would recognize either physically emotionally that maybe they need to go yeah so kind of what i said before it's um a lot of working professionals like when they do come to therapy or even with interacting with like at least colleagues or just people in the past they never really um they never really say like oh my god i need to go to therapy um usually it's the the symptoms are impacting their ability to work if that makes sense so that's kind of what makes something become like a a a psychological disorder is if it um impacts like your work your relationships um like different areas of your life so that's what brings often brings people into therapy is that what they're doing is no longer working so if you're like a a, a professional and 
um, maybe people don't like you or whatever, but if it's working, it's working. But the moment you're like, okay, I'm having like some interpersonal issues at work. Um, my coworkers pissing me off. I can't sleep at night. Um, I keep yelling at people and now I'm on like probation or I'm overwhelmed. I can't stop crying. That's kind of what brings people into therapy is when it no longer works for them. That makes sense. They, mm-hmm. They're at the end of their rope or, you yep, know, they're, they're at the end. Yeah, right end of their rope. They can't handle it. Even if it's like, okay, I'm here because they made me come. <laughs> I'm fine. Everyone made me come. They made you something. Come. Yep. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, it's everybody else. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everybody else is crazy. Everybody else crazy. I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. I can. <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds about right. Uh, and so, guys, we have reached the end of our time with Dr. Charnel Hollier. We will have our information available to you via this platform as well as other platforms. Um, thank you guys so much. And before we sign off, I wanted uh, Dr. Hollier to tell us again uh, briefly where we can find her. So I am located on a website called psychologytoday.com. So if you go to the website and you type in my first name, which is Charnel, C-H-A-R-N-E-L, Hollier, H-O-L-L-I-E-R, it will pull up my profile, tell you everything about me. And then from there, you can send me an email and you can even um, call me through that particular website. Um, My email is Charnel underscore Hollier at gmail.com. So those would be the best ways to reach out for me. Awesome. So you guys were tuning in to 88.7 KAZI, listening to my favorite show at Grow Through, where we discuss the intersection of faith, family, and single life. Thanks again for signing in and tuning in to us today, guys. In the meantime, in between time, you guys have a blessed, awesome, inspired day.